0: Yeah,
1: that's what I'll say. Like, everything could oh. be better except for Sorry. Ahsoka.
0: Amen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what could be better?
1: This fucking show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we have been watching and we will be discussing today the middle part of... Season 3, episodes 8 through 15 of Star Wars Rebels. Here we are. I
1: feel like a seesaw in that last week I was kind of hopeful, and this week I've, I feel like I've given up on this show, and I'm not just glad when it's over. But maybe next week is going to be great, you know? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, but yeah, this one wasn't... I mean, it was interesting parts of it, but it wasn't, like, great.
0: I mean, you could literally throw all of these episodes in the trash, and I wouldn't mind, honestly. <laughs> Um yeah. I can't the one uh, interesting one was the mall stuff because it just kinda thinks about the future a little bit. I do like building up with Thrawn a little bit more. You kind mm. of you see the the machinations going back and forth a little bit, which is interesting. Other than that, yeah. Like I mean, also it has to be noted that um this section of this season has some of the most hated episodes in like star wars rebels oh interesting in entirety in the entirety um i think it's partially because with the start of season three there was a high expectation as as we kind of as we ourselves experienced, right and coming into the the middle of season three it is just like this huge dip Um, especially the fact that they brought back and they keep bringing back as morgan as a character
1: oh, fucking hell
0: i just don't understand it like it's why would you worst. even think about doing that like hondo i get even though he's kind of annoying in rebels he at least like he is a fan favorite character like he was popular through clone wars he has this back and forth relationship with ezra but as morgan has no business being around honestly and that episode in particular is most famously the worst episode of uh Star Wars Rebels. Honestly,
1: <laughs> I'm I'm glad we got that like behind us now. Yeah, right. I it was, was so hard to like my mind <laughs> during that one. I was like, no, what is going on here? It's a useless episode. Yeah. I was I was actually, but I was um actually very happy about a few things. uh So let's maybe I I I totally agree with it, and I think that's just gonna set the tone that we just didn't like these episodes, but. There are a few things that I really liked. Uh, Thron, you yes. know, is just smart. The fact that I called Callus being Fulcrum, was just like, yeah, good job, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was obvious, but still, good job.
0: <laughs> oh, I forgot that that was in this uh, block. I like block out certain spoilers in my head, be like, you cannot talk about this. So until, um, and then I sometimes forget that we've already watched one of these spoilers or not
1: yeah yeah because uh, again like editing things later when i have more knowledge i realize you you're very good at like just acting it's like what what are you talking about and like or just (laughs) subtly changing the topic i mean i try it's so hard sometimes (laughs) yeah but the, the best part the best one yet is when i was like yeah i would love to see like like a like a big villain like maybe uh moff gideon and then I was talking about of Gideon, or maybe Thron. And then you just went back to Gideon. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. Um, but I also i i figured out that Ma, who Maul is looking for. I think so. That was nice too.
0: Who do you think it is? Or who I think it's clear with the at least the the twin sons, right? Where they're yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so I think, that's... and
1: that's again, that's very interesting. Just because Ezra and he are looking for the same person in a way, like or at least on the same planet.
0: Yeah, and in some ways, the answer to both of their questions is the same person, and I like that parallel in a way, which is kind of cool.
1: This might be controversial, but I like Saw. Not as a character, of course, he's horrible, but he is a good, he's a, like an eff- effective character because the, of the way he is, and brings a lot of nuance into this like you don't have to like everyone who's on your side and he's very much like the saw we see in rogue one even visually too like physically he looks a little bit more like uh uh, forest whitaker
0: yeah i mean this is created before rogue one right so we have to also remember that
1: which is even more impressive
0: (laughs) yeah exactly and i think it's really honestly i that is something that i do like and I like the message that Kanan gives tells Ezra at the end of that episode, where he s- tells him that not all of our allies have to share the same values. Yeah, and that's actually, I think, a lesson sometimes that we have to learn as a society that mm-hmm. just because, like, just because we agree on, I mean, just because we disagree doesn't mean we have to be enemies, right? Uh, mm. and I think that's a big point. That it's a good message, I think, and canan it just kind of goes goes to shows canan more of canan's maturity i guess mm-hmm. um, but there are okay yeah i can't i came out today on a very sour note but there are things that i do like i'm not going to say that it's just that i like that we finally see the dark saber again yes, it's kind of cool like this macguffin throughout all of these television shows it's cool to see i and like being picks it up exactly and she picks so it up good. at the end of that episode and you're just like oh, sabine yes do it. When I, when I saw the dark saber at first and i want to like i didn't do this it's a really big shame i think but i wanted to like replay the few shots that we get of maul's lair to see the different aspects like because you do see a picture of sateen on the wall mm. uh, with like red x uh, red chalk or something like that going across her face and then under underneath it you see the dark saber kind of on its uh, mantle
1: yeah it was funny i watched the because i watched this episode post star wars visions and so i thought oh that's like an interesting lightsaber like that's more like a katana like we see in visions and like oh no you idiot <laughs> that's a that's a dark saber <laughs> so that was kind of funny i like all as well that we see a lot of zeb here maybe not in a like a like a good way necessarily or one that tells us more about his character but i just i just like that he gets more screen time Zeb, yes.
0: Actually, I like him a lot in this episode. I like him in the last episode of this little block that we. Mm. No, is it the last one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last block, the last episode of this block that we watch. Mm. Um, I (laughs) I just AP five is really like fierce.
1: (laughs) He holds no punches. Yeah, uh, honestly, like he's great. I mean, he is in that way. Like he is like Chopper is if Chopper could talk. Yeah. So but
0: they're a great combination between the two of them, and I think they egg each other on in such a way <laughs> that makes it really entertaining.
1: <laughs> yeah, but even I mean, you're right to point out that last episode, episode fourteen. But even before then, when like he is in charge of the mission in episode nine, yeah. which is, you know, much to Ezra's dismay, which I obviously enjoyed a lot of because again, fuck Ezra. Um, <laughs> though he, like this time he's not that bad, I have to say, which is funny because those are really bad episodes, and that he is like not even that horrible in it.
0: Yeah. I think I I honestly like other than um what I would say is the worst episode though we've watched maybe, which is that the I can't even pronounce it, win Kadu job, whatever, um, episode nine, the other ones are just kind of boring and just kind of like meh. None of them I I guess the only as I said, the only one that's kind of interesting is the visions and voices, but the rest of them are just like, okay fine these are episodes they're nothing like it doesn't make me excited to watch the next thing
1: yeah and we started off strong with an episode about fucking annoying teenagers and I was like no <laughs> oh,
0: why literally my first note
1: It's uh, <laughs> like oh is this really happening but I uh, in contrast and it pains me to say it Ezra seems almost mature that's I think one of the things
0: that they tried to kind of yeah push in this episode to show how i think it's mart is his name yeah god it's so ridiculous the nephew of general sato
1: yeah i fucking hate these coincidences it's yeah the, the fact
0: that they're all related is quite annoying yeah and
1: as well with episode 10 with um Uh, you know oh the villains just happen to show up when wherever the like the ghost crew is like there suddenly there's calis and the governor and everyone and like that's exactly when thron makes his surprise visit when they're trying to infiltrate the facility It's like come on i know it's like it makes for interesting like storytelling in a way to have them all together it heightens the tension but also fuck that that's just so that's not how that works yeah I, i think it
0: makes a little more sense in episode nine uh, sorry, episode ten than it does in in episode eight because it's just like they're actually doing something and it is Lothal. We we know Lothal is an important planet and a hub for controlling the Outer Rim. So it and cover we also know that Governor Price is based there. So it kind of makes sense that these things these characters devolve and are maybe even based on Lothal or around Lothal. But this other. Thing. This is inexcusable, obviously, honestly, to just like make this kid randomly um, part of Sato's like family. But, and it's all to the effect of what the last scene of that episode where Thrawn basically draws out Sato and he just basically used this whole thing and used Admiral Constantine's stupidity to basically bring Sato and the rebel command ships out of hiding basically so i mean it's a smart move by thron uh but it's just like i think it's a contrived way of trying to make sato more in- get invested or us more invested and it comes across as desperate
1: especially because you don't really see an emo- that strong of an emotional connection between the two
0: you don't they, they
1: they talk more about it than they show it
0: yeah and just like I, all the i guess the other aspect of it is to show Ezra's maturity and the fact that he used mm-hmm. to be like mart but now he's like a little bit more thoughtful i guess um a gosh. little bit <laughs> it's all relative you yeah. know it's one thing that really does annoy me in these episodes and it kind of maybe it's a it's a larger rebels issue that i find um or maybe it's just in all film and tv about like a military or where there is a hierarchy it's this the phrase where they say oh that's a direct order or that's an order oh, da, da, yeah. it's just so overused it's uh, yeah i don't know how to describe it other than just being it being overused and something that like it just doesn't make me actually want to follow their rationale at all, at all or doesn't it's not how it often works if that makes sense it's mm-hmm. just so weird and then this whole like in these episodes in particular this obsession over who is in charge of the mission and who is not in charge of the mission. Okay, it comes, you know, at the expense of Ezra, which is great. (laughs) But it's just, like, this thing where it does not make sense, honestly. it's
1: Especially because it's always undercut with the people who don't follow the orders. There's never consequences. Yeah. It's, like, because they are just, like, usually like gifted individuals or a gifted group and important is like yeah whatever like every, or like you know the the mission is a success it's like what i always said in clone wars right Ahsoka doesn't follow orders and she never gets punished for it yeah so it's like i i would just love to see like a court martial at some point
0: <laughs> <laughs> honestly and the thing is they're like supposed to be this close family but they're fucking fighting over hierarchy all the time no. That's an order. No, that's an order. No, that that's an order. No. Yeah, that basically summarizes so the on entire on. season. This entire show is basically yeah. them yelling at each other. I guess families do yell at each other. But <laughs> it, it, yeah. The thing is, it's like this is what I like about Hera in particular. Mm. Hera is the one who commands everyone's respect because of her aura and because of the way that she acts and thinks and is a natural born leader she doesn't have to be like i am oh the famous tywin line right any fool who says he is the king is no king yeah and it's all about how you actually act and it's it just like doesn't come across well in these episodes honestly and it is the only force of tension that they have on these missions and it just is extremely repetitive I, I like how Chopper is still throwing droids out of, like, off of ledges. He's yeah. He's <laughs> still, like, uh, just has no fucks, gives no fucks about anything, honestly.
1: I love this one specifically because that's something you see in a lot of action movies. Like, the, like oh, I don't want to jump, and then somebody, like, they have a parachute or whatever, and like, uh, yeah. the other person who's, like, way more badass just pushes them down and just jumps after them. Yeah. Uh, so I really, I really appreciated that. Yeah,
0: it was, it was well done. We can start, we'll start with Chopper, since we're talking about him already. Cool. Um, Chopper, clear MVP. Always. Always. Um, <laughs> I really was sad that Chopper didn't get a vote on Geonosis. I was like, why the fuck doesn't Chopper get a vote? And it was just like, everyone accepted it, and Ezra's being a dick them. at Chopper. Exactly. Like, you expect them, he's a member of the family, and if Hera were there, she wouldn't stand for that shit. Mm-hmm. Of course he gets a vote, because... Because Ezra is terrible and
1: Ezra's a racist. Yeah, he really is. Among other, among a droid racist other should short. Clarify. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay, okay, wait a second. Can we talk about the wor- One of the worst things about these episodes. Okay. It's calling the Geonosian click clack. That's so fucking racist. It's are you so kidding me? It's so bad. It's so bad. This is the worst. I was like, why are they ki- Why do they keep
0: doing this? And everyone just goes with it. And then by the end, like Hera is even calling him Clack.
1: Yeah. I was like, why isn't anyone noticing that this is a bad idea?
0: <laughs> it's so bad. And they just need to have uh, this is why they need a protocol droid translate. Because if not, you end yeah. up with this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. But honestly, like, I really like that character. I've, I find yeah. him cute. Um,
1: and I was and like, super important as well.
0: Yeah. If you think about it, honestly. And it, it was really good to also de- obviously demonstrate Saw's lack of morality, I guess, or warped sense of morality. And it was uh, he's an effective counterpart to Saw's ferociousness. So, well done by Click Clack. Yeah. God, it sounds so terrible. Yeah, he can,
1: uh, kind of, bre- or like, they, they kind of break up the... Uh- the, again one of these black and white things right like you know like they, were, like, all geonosians are were separated so so we're just gonna kill them it's like, no that's not how that works
0: there is um gray areas between the legacy of the clone wars still that live on till today like the geonosians or the the one episode we have with the protocol not the protocol droids the tactical droids and the battle droids uh with the last quote-unquote last battle of the Clone Wars (sighs) etc back to Chopper I mean I don't have the words to describe how important Chopper is to everything they do and it's extremely it's just so adorable honestly to see and it's just the thing is with Chopper the only problem with Chopper I will say is that because he is a droid per se and they don't put much into it we don't get much development with chopper in these episodes Um, in the previous set of episodes we had him kind of reconciling with his lost with with the plane crash that Mm. um hera took him out of and we just we don't get emotional beats really with chopper but we do still get the great funniness and the um usefulness that chopper is and then obviously his relationship with ap5 which is great and just like the fact that they're friends makes me happy um and i don't know if you had much about chopper other than that
1: not not really actually um but yeah i, I love every time he's there i will I'll, just love him and yeah with ap5 specifically it wasn't as great as the first time they met but that's yeah. probably because that's not what these episodes were about especially that one episode but even when he was trying to lure the uh, the droid towards Zeb, that was great. Like he did it like this, like, oh no, I, I suddenly came across <laughs> you and now I'm running away. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Or when Zeb was like, yeah, you can come with me or you can uh, help AP5 doing the, the logistics. <laughs> and the next cut is just like, chopper and zeb (laughs) i love that even i like the rivalry he has with other astromechs
0: like when they go rescue the iron squadron and like we'll fix the hyperdrive and chopper and the other astromech just start getting into fights yeah (laughs) it's just (laughs) so i love that honestly it's so interesting to see like what he understands and what he doesn't understand and Mm. how he interacts it's so much like a dog honestly yeah chopper is just the dog of the group in the best way possible right
1: Yeah, if if a dog, if, like, a dog with a very smart brain and and some interesting capabilities.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And it's incredible how important he is for all of their infiltration missions. Mm -hmm. And that he's just, like, droids can get away with anything. The fact that he's able to, like, in the episode where they infiltrate the factory on Lothal... Chopper basically destroys a speeder, and then they're just like, "Go to maintenance." And he's like, "Okay." <laughs> then just they don't send anyone with him. They don't shut him down. It's just no questions asked. It's really interesting.
1: Yeah, because he blends in due to the fact that he is just a droid, you know, exactly. Quote unquote, just a droid. That's like, oh, like he's like he's not important. He like in the eyes of the empire. Except there is one scene, and the shot there's a camera angle
0: that ling- lingers on it. It lingers on Thrawn looking at chopper rolling around <laughs> yeah so i think that you know this is a big difference with thrawn in particular that he does notice that chopper is actually very valuable to them because this is the also the kind of thing that he would notice as opposed exactly. to everyone else around him so i really just i'm very like enamored with thrawn and i mm-hmm. guess we can just move to talking about thrawn okay. now But I, it's just, he's so well, he's so cool as a tactician and the way that he thinks and the way he emotes is, I just, I I find it fascinating and sort of just what the show needs.
1: We've talked about it previously. I think the first time when, when Maul showed up in Clone Wars, how important villains are. Yeah. And, you know, any piece of media um, that has a certain narrative just gets 10 times more interesting if there's a good antagonist
0: 100 percent. and i think that um there's one episode there's one line where he at the end of that episode in episode 10 in inside man he sh- says how he's going to use this mole and yeah. looks exa- to...
1: just straight at Callus, and i was like oh he yeah. knows <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
0: and he's gonna change use the mole as an asset and yeah. that is so good. And I love a response. Like your strategy is without flaw, as always. And I'm just like, oh. I like the I like this build-up that they're having internally with Kallus and um uh, Thrawn. I found the reveal of Kallus as Fulcrum a little
1: bit disappointing. Yeah. Honestly. Underwhelming for sure. Um, but
0: I well, I mean, but my note was it is still better than how episode nine handled their mole reveal i guess
1: jesus so (laughs) talk about bad star wars things um yeah but i think that's also kind of realistic in a way there's it's not you know it's not always with a big hurrah right it it is kind of these helping in small ways
0: yeah but you don't have to like reveal that you are fulcrum out loud right you could just like guide them in the right direction or whatever or yeah
1: that was probably one of these things where it is like yeah we just got to show the audience
0: i guess i guess because the
1: audience isn't smart enough or we don't trust the audience to pick up on i think i think that's obvious
0: (laughs) but i think it does more clearly set up the back and forth between callus and thrawn which i think is really fascinating Mm -hmm. and a really good uh, i guess intellectual battle that's going to play out
1: yeah it's a very like hitchcockian thing because hitchcock used like kind of introduced that into the language of cinema like showing something to the audience that kind of uh heightens the tension of any given scene. Like the the famous example is he shows like a like just two people sitting a, at a table having a discussion and then he shows there's there is a bomb underneath the table and then he goes back to the, the to the conversation and says, like, oh whoa whoa what's going on? Like the beginning of Inglorious Bastards too is comes to mind. Yeah. Where that was very very well executed too and all of these like that's just a very effective stylistic choice.
0: And I think I don't want to compare these episodes to no no no. no, no, no. No, no, no. But <laughs> there are there are i guess aspects of it here and Thron is great and i think callus is slowly also becoming a character that i really enjoy mm-hmm. yeah
1: i uh, as with like <laughs> because you know that's my brand now i i feel like i'm just expecting people to die and i wonder wonder what Callus' fate is going to be um but
0: oh i have a question for you
1: okay so of the
0: characters that you think are going to die and i will mute myself so i have no t- chance to respond okay rank your top four characters that you think are going to die at some point in rebels
1: oh that's that's a good one okay so i I have written down six names i just need to order a top four there's a high likelihood of rex dying i could see that callus would make sense though i'm not sure it's going to happen i could see hondo dying as well but at this point that would do us a favor so maybe it's not going to happen And then I could honestly see any of the, uh, any of like Kanan, Sabine, and Zeb dying. Kanan and Zeb would be more interesting right now because we, yeah, Sabine still is kind of a cipher sometimes. Kanan would probably be kind of like impact, the most impactful on paper, but given how much we see, we've see we seen of Zeb lately, that kind of would also apply to him. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure whether they will have the guts to kill one of the ghost crew, of, or maybe Sato even. That would be interesting, come to think of it, because I don't think we see him in later Star Wars things. Cool, I like that. Thank you for giving me your list. Back to... Back to... Back to Thrawn. It just really uh, speaks of of his his cunning in a way and his like way of thinking that he realizes that uh the ghost crew has a connection to lothal uh and stuff like that you know you mentioned the glance with chopper in an earlier episode we have the glance with callus all of these little things that sometimes aren't that uh, aren't that subtle sometimes they are subtle uh i don't know he's just very intriguing and yeah, I'm just glad he's here now, and I mean we are, we have talked a lot about him already, and he's only really made an entrance recently. So that just goes to show how important he is.
0: Yeah, and it makes me more excited the fact that Ahsoka is looking for him in the exactly. in in that thing. So it means like conceivably we'll see him in mm-hmm. the Ahsoka show. Maybe I don't know. Maybe not. Uh, I wonder like what the Ahsoka show is going to be about. Honestly. I mean, it must be a follow up to what we saw her in, right?
1: Yeah, I think that also narrative- narratively makes sense, and also in terms of like strategic planning of, you know, the interconnectedness of all the Disney Plus shows uh, when it comes to Star Wars. Yeah, that would make yeah. a lot of sense. I wonder
0: if like Thrawn is going to end up being like a big bad
1: across different shows. Yeah, I think so that would make a lot of sense and maybe that he even like you know that that's what happens in season three of the mandalorian too like that yeah that's something related to him now that you know gideon is also kind of it's it's not clear what happens to him but he's kind of o- out of order probably yeah do you want to talk about i mean we already talked about saw quite a lot i thought he was great here you can see the through line you can see the mania in his eyes yeah and just the way he snaps at everything and ezra said this great line that you know you're not better than the empire it's very true like if you know the ends justify the means and all of these things and fighting violence with violence i mean that's what everyone does here but like there's still like a moral difference i would say
0: honestly like the the two episodes with saw really highlighted that i like ezra a little bit more like mm-hmm. it, it's like actually been in a really nice like although saw is also a good character it, it like it's portrays ezra in a positive semi-positive light he's yeah. just significantly less annoying now that he's actually like
1: more engaged with stuff yeah and he kind of stands his ground in a very mature way here and he's like no like, like he he is he is like confronting saw about things Whereas, for example, Rex is more accommodating just because they've had this history. Until there comes a point when it's not Hannibal anymore, and he <laughs> does <laughs> has him like in a hold or whatever. Um, but that was nice too, seeing the two of them, you know, who have already ob- like who have obviously had a history.
0: Yeah, it's and it's really cool to see that he still carries around the hollow image of Stila. It's really like affecting just some- a. You know how much that has impacted him, and how he's gone sort of insane because of this loss that he kind of is burdened with entirely. Yeah,
1: now he had like all of his, all of the suffering that, like, obviously he went through, and like obviously she went through by dying. Like her sacrifice kind of has to be worth it in a way. I think he's just removing the goalposts little by little, and then he just becomes someone different.
0: And then you can see the end result with what he see, what he is like in Rogue
1: One yeah unfortunately <laughs>
0: which is interesting does this this appearance of saw impacts your vision of him at all in star wars rogue one
1: i mean it makes more sense yeah he's way more like like the one in rogue one than the one we saw in rebels and uh, in, in clone wars yeah so it kind of makes sense i just still think that <laughs> saw is the one bad thing about rogue one the one thing that doesn't work for me.
0: I wonder if um going to rewatch it after knowing more about Saw as a person or as a character will change your mind.
1: Having him in a Rebels is a necessary step because otherwise the the change would be too crass. Yeah. Uh so it, it does make sense to have this thing where he's already like 80% of the way there. It's like we're like kind of like James Bond in the like in the sense that uh The one that we recently discussed, No Time to Die, where Bond just has this huge paranoia because he's been in the spy business too long. It's kind of with like that with Saw, I think too.
0: Oh, for sure. All he knows his entire life is war and exactly. betrayal.
1: It was uncomfortable for sure, but that's exactly what made these episodes actually like kind of good, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I think so. And uh, we, both of us, we love gray characters, right? We love yeah. quote unquote good characters to do bad things and bad characters to do good things, and that's what's really exciting about him as an idea right
1: mm. and what did you think of maul in these episodes
0: there was just one episode with maul right yeah just visions and da 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 um yeah. i mean maul still kills it every time he's on the on the screen that's the annoying part it's just like every time he just every time he references ezra uh, to ezra as his apprentice i'm just like shivers oh God, that's, yeah shivers it's amazing it's really interesting to me that he can't see the bendu or the bendu is able to like hide his vision from everyone like when maul appears like i'm really mm. interested to see what's the relationship between the bendu and maul um and like why can't they uh, maybe it's just the bendu is able to disappear from everyone's vision at will because he's actually yeah. the, the force
1: oh, i'd love to have that power sometimes <laughs>
0: Alright, so what did you think about Hera in these episodes?
1: She was weirdly like not present, I thought. Right? It's, it's very interesting. It's the first time that this has ever happened because she usually is there in the background, and you can you can see it when you pay attention. But this time she was like not there, really. I mean, she was like in the background-ish in some of these
0: episodes, but I think that the background Hera is often. There's at least one of the episodes per batch where we have a, she's a more of a main character, and I think mm-hmm. especially in the first half of season, first part of season three, she was actually really involved. But here we just didn't have that because all the one-off episodes didn't really involve her at all. So we had the one-off with Zeb, we had the one-off where Ezra and Kanan go do their thing. Then we had them in Geonosis. It was two episodes, and she really wasn't there. She was like the background Hera there. So you're right. I don't. We didn't get much of her, honestly. But still, the few things that we did get of her. It's just so good, honestly.
1: Yeah, she's the the best.
0: Especially like at the beginning of Visions and Voices where she questions Ezra a little bit and she kind of uh, relies on Kanan to handle things and Mm. goes off and does her own thing. So it's a very interesting thing. She still is very smart with her questions and, and good with her leadership, even when she's not around. The one thing that I don't like, I guess, it's not about Hera in particular, it's more of the direction of the show is the fact that they have to delegate a leader to every single one, and then the who is the leader is a big deal. Also, side note, when has Sabine become the leader? That's a little annoying. Um, mm-hmm. But Hera is the one delegating these things, and that's another annoying thing. She's the, just like the the avenue for which they, the the show creators are using to create this hierarchy within the group, and that's a
1: little bit meh. But I was saying Hera is the regional manager. Oh my god, she is. <laughs> She's middle management.
0: <laughs> oh my God, poor Hera,
1: poor Hera. Like, uh,
0: I hope your prediction is right and Sato does die, so that we can have Hera be like the rebellion leader.
1: Like, I mean, she can, be, like, she can uh, also just uh be on the same rank. He, he no, doesn't have to no. die.
0: I want her to be. I want her to be instead of like, I don't know, who's the head of the like the rebellion in the original movies? Do would you say?
1: ooh it's not it's not just one i mean there's um what's what's her name Mon With, yeah exactly that there's her then you we have you kind of have the military leader and akbar yeah which is always Ooh, weird to say i want because,
0: her i want her to be instead of admiral akbar
1: yeah maybe she's uh his predecessor
0: yes that's which is which
1: is bad because you know you know the only way you're not in that job anymore is when you die (laughs) Mm,
0: good point so i'm interested like also the timeline with this when
1: are these events happening Mm. because it's clear
0: that there are other rebel cells that are uh, that are you know operating simultaneously to this cell out of chopper base Mm -hmm. but the question is so the question is are other things happening on yavin per se or like other places that are happening at the same time is this before the you know the episodes of epi- the, the the events of episode four i would imagine yeah. right um but
1: still early it's basically in between bad batch and season four uh are we are we my movie. question
0: is are we leading up are we are we coming up to the edge of episode four or are we mm closer to bad batch that's really my question and it seems to me we're closer to episode four because the separatist droid seem to be quite old rex's age i think is a is, an, mm. is a good tell about that um it's an interesting thought process to think oh where's when specifically are these events happening and also don't forget there was a jump in the middle of this this there's a time jump in between season yeah. two and season three so what is going on there too
1: so I mean, we do kind of see it with in the first season about what was it Empire Day or whatever. That it's oh yeah, seventeen like years. years. Seventeen? Yeah, yeah.
0: It? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah seventeen years. Is, Is Ezra seventeen? No, 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 fifteen years. Fifteen, maybe. right? Yeah. Maybe he's seventeen now with time jump a little bit.
1: Yeah, and it isn't. Doesn't everything like doesn't episode four start eighteen years after after order sixty six or something? I don't know.
0: Oh yeah, so we are coming up quite closely. To yeah. It. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, uh, what's his face is eighteen. Luke is eighteen. Yeah.
1: Right? Oh wow, they're like Ezra and here are basically the same age. That's incredible. That's
0: insane to think about. <sighs> Wait, so Luke is no, so Ezra's older than Luke then? Or the, uh, they're literally no, they're exactly the same age almost. Yeah. By a year Whoa. maybe. Well, yeah, it depends. On, no, I think they actually are the same age because Luke is born at the oh, same yeah. time as Ezra was born on empire day right yeah
1: yeah yeah you're right maybe
0: it's a few days luke yeah. is a little younger that's crazy to think i didn't think oh about
1: that. man that's crazy
0: whoa mind blown <laughs> <laughs> yeah. wow what's the character we haven't spoken about much yet in, in this episode in this episode sabine i, sabine, I guess sabine, sabine doesn't really happen there's not much with sabine honestly
1: sabine has two things in um dark
0: saber what am i saying she picks up the freaking dark saber ah
1: that that's i think that's just not significant in the in the in the moment it's just it set up it probably sets up something in the future yeah of course because we know what the dark saber is (laughs) yeah uh and also like and the only other thing is that in episode 13 she kind of kicks ass at the end there with her jetpack, she's yeah. so good. She's she's so good. She's <laughs> she's OP to a
0: certain extent. Yeah. It's insane.
1: Like if uh, if Ezra didn't have force powers, she could just beat his ass.
0: Oh, easy. Not even yeah. a question. No. No, it's great.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, so Sabine is just her smart self. Yeah, we kind of have talked about Zeb already. Oh yeah, we have talked about that already. Yeah, <laughs> Oopsie. So I guess even Can- does Kanan have a lot. He's there, he's important in the Visions and Voices episode. And in the like a little bit in the Geonosis part too. But yeah, but still not that much. He does
0: he does set up Ezra to go with Maul and then follow them. So like that's yeah. actually that was evidence of me being like, ooh, Kaden has a plan, actually like two steps ahead of someone. Yeah. Whoa, good for him. Um so I fe- I felt like okay. Maybe Kanan is actually a little smart. Mm. Um, he he does go infiltrate on Lothal with Ezra, as you said. But I think that episode doesn't really have that much stuff with regards to Kanan in particular.
1: No. He's just kind of being a mentor to Ezra. Yeah. Um, but I did find as I was thinking about these episodes, there's a lot of Ezra in here and a lot of Ezra that are a lot like. Yeah. That I don't hate. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a very, that's a huge step. I know, right? If I had told you that the next
0: batch of episodes is full of Ezra stuff, you would have just, and I, I will
1: tell you, you're not going to hate it. You would yeah. be like, no way. I mean, yeah, exactly. I don't hate it, but it's just like these episodes aren't good, so it's not like, not a huge thing. But yeah, I, like maybe going through it like episode by episode, and uh, I, re- I really didn't like episode eight, the Iron Squadron, that was bullshit. But when he tries to persuade the Iron Squadron, and talks about you know leaving him his himself leaving his planet home planet that that i thought was great we talked about it that's kind of a mark of how much he has grown
0: yeah i think the quote is or the quote he says that actually hits home for me is how we choose to fight is uh, just as important as what we fight for and that's just like that in and of itself that coming out of
1: ezra's mouth is very
0: a big move for ezra as a character
1: for sure i i agree with you that the whole bickering about the hierarchy is annoying but i did like that zeb was in charge and ezra i didn't like his like passive aggressive slash aggressive stance on this but i did like because that's kind of demoting him further in a way because he was outranking zeb and now he was an equal and now zeb is in charge i think that's probably something that for his character development is probably good um he needs to be brought down a couple pegs exactly exactly Again, Hondo is annoying, but I also find Ezra at his stupidest and most naive with Hondo, and that's I like that they address it in the episode. Um, Finally, Um, and hopefully there will be be like one point where Ezra realizes that because he kind of sees it now, but he still can't over. He still thinks has has a good has like a high opinion of Hondo, and I hope that's just going to change.
0: Well, I think he's at the point now where he sees it but he thinks he can still control it and he doesn't realize that actually he's outmatched and i think that's really the last step he has to take is actually to learn humility with regards to his relationship with hondo and also maul to a Mm -hmm. certain extent because he believes he can control the situation with maul both of these people are (laughs) men taking advantage of a teenage
1: boy i really like the beginning of the uh, visions episode when he almost kills a rebel because of the vision that wasn't that was super interesting, and like the reactions too, and like the way it was shot as well. I was like, it was like you could as a as a as a viewer, you could you could feel the uh, the paranoia because you don't know what's true. Um, that was like really interesting how he grappled with it. You know, the whole thing with Mall as well that they have glimpses of each other's visions.
0: I like Mall's plea to him. Yeah, it's so cool. he's actually Maul cares. He's like really desperate to make him his apprentice he's like we'll travel as friends as brothers and yeah it's really interesting and i love there's actually like maul tells him to forget his attachments and that's a very jedi mantra honestly Mm. it doesn't sound
1: very sithian sounds very again again great characters (laughs) yeah so good we are we're almost at the end here i mean of course this is still the third season but
0: we're basically ending it season four is really short yeah Exactly. And we, and the next time we will be f- watching the last bit of season three. And just for specifics, I guess, for people, if they want to watch along uh, for the next episode, we'll be watching episodes 15 through 22 of season three, finishing it up.
1: So if people have enjoyed listening to this conversation and want to give us feedback and chime in, how would they do that? Just give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts that's funny because i would i thought i'd mix it up and go with the contact info first but okay
0: oh did you is that
1: what you asked me yeah i was asking like if they were if people want to get in contact <laughs> i was not listening <laughs> but to i love you that all. you're already so much in the routine that you didn't, didn't didn't even register with you it did
0: not but if you do want to get in contact with us you can also go to our website seriallyhook.com our contact information email website twitter all that stuff is on our website so check it out
1: and if people want to help us like spread the good news about this show and make it more visible and just help us in general, how could they do that?
0: You can refer to my previous statement about giving us five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts or Spotify
1: or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you so much. Okay, cool. I guess I'm, I'll leave, I'm leaving that in. <laughs> yeah,
0: leave it all in. Give us five stars twice if you can. I mean, imagine getting paid to do this kind of stuff. Oh,
1: the dream. The dream. <laughs> Ah oh, shit fuck yeah that's true damn it i'm just gonna cut this whatever
0: <laughs> uh why do i keep saying bad things on this podcast <laughs> oh no that was bad batch <laughs> but back to chapter chop, chapter
1: chapter chapter